0: Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP.
1: Welcome to another episode of Honest Money. Uh, today is a kind of a special episode and it's it's very specific. It's one topic uh, and, and, I, and it's rare that we do these, uh, but, but it's such a big topic of conversation at the moment. We're, we're, we're talking about BRICS and especially around this BRICS currency that's been floated around in the media a lot. Uh, and, and I'm I'm no one's central banker. I don't even really understand cash or bond markets and the like. So uh, I've brought in. I was going to say the heavyweight Rupert, but that's not. Uh, it's meant to be a compliment. Uh, uh, the, the the heavyweight Rupert here from uh, Pressing Investment Management. He understands multi-assets, uh, which means cash, bonds, property, shares, gold. Maybe crypto? No. No, <laughs> no one understands uh, no, crypto. No one understands crypto. So, so we need to talk about this because I think uh, it's it's in the news. It's uh, it's dominating. Uh, it might fade out of the news for now, uh, but but I think it's going to come back again. It's going to be something that goes. So, so maybe let's break this thing down in, into bite-sized chunks so I understand. F- firstly, we're, we're talking about BRICS. Kind of, what is BRICS?
0: Yeah. So BRICS is something that was coined, I think it was in the 1990s by an economist from Goldman Sachs. Um, it's the, was then, uh, the four largest emerging market powers in the world. So Brazil, Russia, India, China. And then South Africa was added into the mix in the 2000s, I believe it was. Um, and we got a seat at that table. What it is, 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 is it's hard to describe in the context that it's so geographically diverse. Think about the Eurozone, right? The Eurozone is Europe. They are all neighbors. So free trade is quite easy to do amongst European countries. But for BRICS, it's all around the world. So obviously we do a lot of our imports from from China, um, but then that would pass on to Brazil, to India, to Russia, uh, so it's a lot more difficult to implement um, some sort of a trade agreement with the BRICS economies. It's not to say that it's not a good thing. Um, I think that alliances are awesome. Um, and, and I think it's great that South Africa has got alliances both with BRICS and with uh, the generally Western or considered Western economies.
1: So so it's um, it's basically almost kind of a whole bunch of, Gentlemen's agreements. We, we're all shaking hands with each other. We'd like to be friends. We'd right. like to trade with each other. Yeah. But, but, but there are no kind of concrete treaties to say free trade agreement between South Africa and China. Or yeah. the, the, It's an intention to do something. It is intention. And it's also
0: it's important to say it's not political ideology. So it's not like we are importing Chinese um, politics into South Africa or Russian politics or whatever it might be. We remain um, a, a sovereign state in our own right. Um, and and we operate amongst the BRICS countries, which now, um, as of late, includes quite a few more countries. So I think a positive development of the recent BRICS summit in Johannesburg is the inclusion of more, okay, some of the countries, maybe not others. Yeah. But for instance, for us, the inclusion of the UAE and Saudi Arabia means we've now got oil-producing um, countries from which we can potentially benefit from import, importing oil.
1: So, so, I mean, n- not to put words in your mouth, this is m- my view, but, but I think it's, you know, a lot of people, when they kind of expanded it now to whatever it's going to be called, let's say it's BRICS Plus, plus yes. uh, and they're, they're kind of, yeah, we've got Saudi Arabia in there, et cetera, et cetera. My view is uh, th- that it's economically a much more powerful collective now than it was. Uh, and 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 equally that we we have this G seven uh, and that's really kind of the old west the old world um, and there wasn't really a co- cohesive counterbalance and and if you look at places like the United Nations uh, you, you know the the um, I mean all the kind of international trade bodies still very America and Europe dominated uh, and and so it is correct to say but hang on when when you behave badly uh, nothing happens you know uh, you you, can't, you don't even bother to answer the question now all of a sudden there's a collective that that could be a balancing act whether whether we like uh, the human rights in Saudi or in China is not the point uh, it's It's rather to have a unit that starts to balance and and I feel like the world is always better nature is always better when we have balance yeah
0: I mean they've, they've always been the g7 um, and, and in particular the United States have always been the big boys at the table. But if you look at China, and this is not an, any view on China per se, but if we just observe things from a completely neutral standpoint, if we look at China and its growth through the years, their GDP is close on surpassing the United States. Their population is far and away bigger than the United States. Their land mass, I think, is roughly equal. Their army is not quite as big as, you know, I think it's very difficult to be as big as the United States, but it is certainly growing. So in terms of geopolitics, what is there um, that, that, that makes them not potentially the biggest powerhouse of the world. And that's why I think it's important to focus a lot on China and other emerging economies, but China in particular, um, and keep an eye on what's emerging from that, because we're quite Western-biased in South Africa. We speak English. A lot of of people speak English here. Very few speak Mandarin, right? Um, and, and because of that reason, we focus in the United States, and we think everything about the United States. You know, what is the Fed doing? Yeah. Um, how many times do
1: we think about um, China's central bank? I can't even tell you the governors of the Chinese central bank. Uh, exactly, yeah. and that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and 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 equally, I think there is this other little little um, kind of economy kind of creeping out the woodwork now called India, and it might be about to change its name. It seems like and and. And the way that they're growing, bo- both in population size, sure, but, but actually in uh, the, the size of the economy per person, so the, the, that's GDP per capita, but overall, just the size of the economy. It, it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, in, India catching up to, to China and, and, and the US in the next few decades. Yeah. Uh, they, they seem to be doing everything right.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got you've always had this differentiation between developed markets and emerging markets. China is in the emerging market index, but I'd say that China's almost becoming a developed market. They've gone through that production phase where they are ha- highly dependent on manufacturing, um, cheap labor, output, and they still have a lot of that in China, but they are switching a lot more towards a consumer-based economy. So who's taking up some of the, the slack uh, in terms of manufacturing? India. Um, so so they're, they're following in the footsteps of China, very different political ideology, very different people, um, but econo- in terms of the, the um, macroeconomics behind it, quite similar in the way that they're progressing.
1: And for me, uh, you know, I feel one of the things that uh, that you need as a as a country to go from being a middle income country to a high income country would be things like highly developed courts, uh, you know, sophisticated democracy, uh, uh, you know, free press, etc. But a lot of that you can argue at the margin, but th- that's what India's really got. What they didn't have. was was the, the sophisticated infrastructure of you know goods, railway lines, and, and ports and roads, and all of that is being built now. Uh, and, and so it's very uh, likely that if they keep going on this path, th- that they become a middle- to high-income country. I'm not saying tomorrow, uh, I mean, uh, b- b- but something to watch. Uh, and now we circle back, uh, Rupert, to, to BRICS, BRICS Plus, whatever it's going to be. <laughs> I
0: actually did on that. I actually put in all the countries in a, a word solver to see and try to see if there was a new acronym they could have. Some 14-character word that I came
1: up with. It's going to sound cool. like a Welsh yeah, name. Or exactly, yeah. <laughs> it was exactly like that. <laughs> so so uh, one of the things that's being bandied about uh, is a BRICS currency. And and for some people, that's hugely exciting. And for other people, it's terrifying. Uh likely well, it feels to me like a bit of a fiction
0: I think bandied about is exactly the right phrase to say there um, I mean it's not like we're going to go to the shops with bricks in our hands <laughs> and pay for a sandwich um, I don't think that it's it's possible in the context that people are thinking they're thinking the euro right the euro is a centralized currency with one central bank I don't think that's how it would work as a replacement for existing or then existing currencies a common monetary union I don't think that's how it would it would unfold what it would mean is more, the way that the the world does trade. So currencies are a really fickle thing. Um, The majority of them trade through the dollar. So what most people don't realize is when they buy pounds, for example, or the renminbi, better example, um, they will uh, sell rands, buy dollars, sell dollars, buy renminbis. So that's how it generally processes because um, the, the, the banking systems around the world are geared for that. So direct country to country trading is quite difficult. Um, but that's what uh, is being put on the table from the BRICS uh, economies or countries uh, as the potential to increase more direct trading between um, the different the different
1: countries. So so I buy something from China. Uh, I'm going to send them my RANS yeah. and w- w- they buy something from us. They're going to send, send us their r- renumbi, etc.? Did I say that right? Okay. So, so, and then we're going to store those. Uh, they're going to store rands. That, uh, that...
0: Therein lies the problem, right? And and with balance of trade, that becomes a real problem. When we think about us, we, we import the majority. I think the balance of trade with China is massively towards the imports. So if you're netting off imports and exports, then currency isn't really a problem. Um, but if we are net importers of Chinese goods, we are buying, um, we're paying in rands, giving them the rands, and then they sit there with a whole bunch of rands. Um, and they could move our currency? That would very much move the currency. They would have the power to move a currency if they sat with all of those funds. Um what, what could and would then happen is potentially they buy back into ASA government-issued debt, which is great for our government. Um, but it's all part of the, the dynamics of foreign trade.
1: And, and this is not an established way of doing business already? This is something that's going to be developed, or is it already working? You can already do direct uh, trading.
0: Um, I just think I think it's not as um, mainstream. It's hard to track through the global banks. Uh, most of the banking system goes through the dollar.
1: So, so if you're watching and listening, and you're freaking out because you think we're we're going to be uh, subject to the Chinese central banker, whatever his name uh, or her name is, uh, and and uh, you know our future is dictated by them, uh, maybe in decades to come, but maybe uh, in the next few years, very unlikely. Uh, and 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 then uh, the, the the overall. Benefit or detriment to South Africa of being part of this? I mean, we won't know, I guess, until uh, until time has passed. But but me sitting here, I'm thinking, an expanded BRICS plus and uh, South Africa being part of that, uh, it, it doesn't feel to me that it damages us in any way, and it could help. I, I don't think we've seen a lot of benefit from BRICS so far as a as a country.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'd say. It could potentially help us, and it can also potentially hurt us, so we have to play this very, very these cl- cards very closely. Um, you recall when South Africa was sort of mildly biased, let's say not towards Russia, but not towards the Ukraine, um, the United States really, really didn't take that well and, and looked at cutting a lot of the agreements they had in place in trade in South Africa. There are a lot of existing agreements we've got for trade um, with Europe, and with the United States, um, so it really, really, we, what we have to do is balance off the benefits of um, joining BRICS or in BRICS, but joining more agreements within BRICS and the potential impacts that could have with other agreements we
1: already have. And I guess there, a much bigger expanded union makes it harder to single out and punish one country. Uh, and that's important uh, because when it's four or five, uh, that that does that does become an issue. But as you say, we need to be genuinely non-aligned.
0: Exactly. I don't, I don't know if that's actually a possible thing, but we, as much as we can, we need to
1: be genuinely unaligned. Okay. So, please don't panic. Everything will be fine. Uh, there are lots of other things to worry about, but for today, don't worry about being a BRICS currency. R- 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 Rupert, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, Pressian Investment Management, always uh, willing to share and, and, and making it interesting for us.
0: A pleasure uh, as always.
1: And uh, I look forward to having you on again.
0: Thanks very much by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP.